Hello and welcome to The Unadorned Word. My name is Rosie G and I'm speaking to you from the beautiful Gold Coast in Australia. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate the time and I hope that you are as blessed by listening as I am by reading. The theme as we read through the Bible this first time is the milk and honey life, the life of risk and responsibility. It takes risk to get honey from bees. It takes responsibility to get milk from cows. A full life, a great life, is a mixture of risk and responsibility. I'd like to give you a brief pressy of my life. When I first became a Christian and how through the Bible, following Jesus and being a part of a church changed my life completely, giving me strength to stand in difficult circumstances. When I became a Christian, my life was changed completely. I was married to a man who was a binge drinker and under the influence of drink would become violent. He had a number of affairs and serious sexual identity problems, so much so that he's now a woman and full-blown alcoholic. When I became a Christian, we'd been married a year. He had joined the armed forces and we had gone through four alcohol-fueled binge episodes in a year. I joined him on the base with the attitude of, things change, but I'm out of here. He didn't change. I did. I gave my life to Jesus. I became stronger, able to love him without fear and without being ground into a victim mentality. Even now, though I haven't seen him for many years, I have compassion on him. His life has not been easy. I devoured the word of God. I read it, I believed it, I acted on it. The marriage ended up lasting eight years when he left me. I have a beautiful daughter and two adorable grandsons who never would have been if I hadn't stayed and started following Jesus. I need to say something. If you are in a similar situation, then you need to pray, you need to spend time in the word of God, and you need to have one or two trusted friends and counsellors because you cannot stay and you must not stay in a dangerous situation. God doesn't call you or your children to be harmed. My faith brought a calm into the marriage and neither my daughter nor I were in any danger. So back to the word and today we are reading from Exodus and we're reading Exodus chapters 15 to 19, and our key verse will be Exodus 15, verse 13. Exodus 15. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and said, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has thrown the horse and rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. He has cast Pharaoh's chariots and armies into the sea. His chosen captains are sunk in the Red Sea. The deeps cover them. They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, Lord, dashes the enemies in pieces. 
In the greatness of your excellency, you overthrow those who rise up against you. You send out your wrath. It consumes them as stubble. With the blast of your nostrils, the waters were piled up. The flood stood upright as a heap. The deeps were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the plunder. My desire will be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword, my hand will destroy them. You blew with your wind, the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, Lord, amongst the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand and the earth swallowed them. You, in your loving kindness, have led the people that you redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. The peoples have heard. They tremble. Pangs have taken hold of the inhabitants of Philistia. Then the chiefs of Edom were dismayed. Trembling takes hold of the mighty men of Moab. All the inhabitants of Canaan have melted away. Terror and dread falls on them. By the greatness of your arm, they are still as a stone. Until your people pass over, Lord, until the people you have purchased pass over. You will bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, the place, Lord, which you have made for yourself to dwell in, the sanctuary, Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord will reign for ever and ever. For the horses of Pharaoh went in with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought back the waters of the sea on them. But the children of Israel walked on dry land in the middle of the sea. Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a tambourine in her hand and all the women went out after her with tambourines and with dances and Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. Moses led Israel onward from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, they couldn't drink from the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore its name was called Marah, which means bitter. The people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Then he cried to the Lord. The Lord showed him a tree, and he threw it into the waters, and the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them. He said, If you will diligently listen to the Lord your God's voice, and will do that which is right in his eyes, and will pay attention to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you, which I have put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. They came to Elam, where there were twelve springs of water and seventy palm trees. They encamped there by the waters. Exodus 16 They took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, 
which is between Elim and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month, after their departing out of the land of Egypt. The whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron in the wilderness, and the children of Israel said to them, We wish that we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots, when we ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain bread from the sky for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. It shall come to pass on the sixth day that they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, At evening you shall know that the Lord has brought you out from the land of Egypt. In the morning you shall see the Lord's glory, because he hears your murmurings against the Lord. Who are we that you murmur against us? Moses said. Now the Lord will give you meat in the evenings and in the mornings bread to satisfy you, because the Lord hears your murmurings which you murmur against him. And who are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. Moses said to Aaron, Tell all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come close to the Lord, for he has heard your murmurings. As Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, they looked towards the wilderness, and behold, the Lord's glory appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At evening you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay around the camp. When the dew that lay had gone, behold, on the surface of the wilderness was a small round thing, small as the frost on the ground. When the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they didn't know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Gather of it everyone according to his eating. And Omer, ahead according to the number of your persons, you shall take it, every man for those who are in his tent. The children of Israel did so, and some gathered more, some less. When they measured it with an omer, he who gathered much had nothing over, and he who gathered little had no lack. They each gathered according to his eating. Moses said to them, Let no one leave of it until the morning. Notwithstanding, they didn't listen to Moses, but some of them left it till morning. So it bred worms and became foul. Moses was angry with them. They gathered it morning by morning, every one according to his eating. When the sun grew hot, it melted. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for each one, and all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. He said to them, This is that which the Lord has spoken. Tomorrow is a solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake that which you want to bake, and boil that which you want to boil, and all that remains over, lay up for yourselves to be kept until the morning. 
They laid it up until the morning as Moses ordered, and it didn't become foul, and there were no worms in it. Moses said, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you shall not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath, and in it there shall be none. On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather, and they found none. The Lord said to Moses, How long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? Because the Lord has given you the Sabbath, therefore he gives to you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Everyone stay in his place. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. The house of Israel called its name manna, and it was like coriander seed, white, and its taste was like wafers with honey. Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord has commanded, that an omer full of it be kept throughout your generations, that they may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness, when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Moses said to Aaron, Take a pot and put an omer full of manna in it, and lay it up before the Lord, to be kept throughout your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. The children of Israel ate the manna for forty years until they came to an inhabited land. They ate the manna until they came to the borders of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is one-tenth of an ephah. Exodus 17 All the congregation of the children of Israel travelled from the wilderness of Sin, starting according to the Lord's commandment, and encamped in Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people quarrelled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? The people were thirsty for water. So the people murmured against Moses and said, Why have you brought us out of Egypt to kill us, our children and our livestock with thirst? Moses cried out to the Lord saying, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Walk on before the people and take the elders of Israel with you and take the rod in your hand with which you struck the Nile and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb. You shall strike the rock and water will come out of it that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the name of the place Massa, which means testing, and Meribah, which means quarrelling, because the children of Israel quarrelled, and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord amongst us or not? Then Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose men for us and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with God's rod in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had told him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. When Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. When he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side. His hands were steady until sunset. Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. The Lord said to Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, 
and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under the sky. Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord Our Banner. He said, The Lord has sworn, the Lord will have a war, have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Exodus 18 Now Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, received Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her away and her two sons. The name of one son was Gershom, for Moses said, I have lived as a foreigner in a foreign land. The name of the other was Eliezer, for he said, My father's God was my help and delivered me from Pharaoh's sword. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with Moses' sons and his wife to Moses into the wilderness where he was encamped at the mountain of God. He said to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, have come to you with your wife and her two sons with her. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed and kissed him. They asked each other of their welfare and they came into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardships that had come on them on the way and how the Lord had delivered them. Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel, in that he had delivered them out of the hands of the Egyptians. Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods because of the way that they treated people arrogantly. Jethro Moses' father-in-law took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. On the next day, Moses sat to judge the people, and the people, and the people stood around Moses from the morning to the evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, What is this thing that you do for the people? Why do you sit alone and all the people stand around you from morning to evening? Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a matter, they come to me, and I judge between a man and his neighbor, and I make them known the statutes of God and his laws. Moses' father-in-law said to him, The thing that you do is not good. You will surely wear away, both you and this people that is with you, for the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to perform it yourself alone. Listen now to my voice, and I will give you counsel, and God be with you. You represent the people before God, and bring the causes to God. You shall teach them the statutes and the laws, and shall show them the way in which they must walk, and the work that they must do. Moreover, you shall provide out of all the people able men which fear God, men of truth hating unjust gain, and place such over them, to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. Let them judge the people at all times. It shall be that every great matter they shall bring to you, but every small matter they shall judge themselves. So shall it be easy for you, and they shall share the load with you. If you will do this thing, 
and God commands you so, then you will be able to endure, and all these people will also go to their place in peace. Moses listened to the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he had said. Moses chose able men out of all Israel and made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. They judged the people at all times. They brought the hard cases to Moses, but every small matter they judged themselves. Moses let his father-in-law depart, and he went his own way into his own land. Exodus 19 In the third month after the children of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that same day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. When they had departed from Rephidim and had come to the wilderness of Sinai, they camped in the wilderness, and there Israel camped before the mountain. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, This is what you shall tell the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession from amongst all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Moses came and called for the elders of the people and set before them all these words which the Lord commanded him. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Behold, I come to you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and may also believe you forever. Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments and be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people on Mount Sinai. You shall set bounds to the people all around, saying, Be careful that you don't go up onto the mountain or touch its border. Whoever touches the mountain shall be surely put to death. No hand shall touch him, but he shall surely be stoned or shot through. Whether it is animal or man, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds long, they shall come up to the mountain. Moses went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified the people and they washed their clothes. He said to the people, Be ready by the third day. Don't have sexual relations with a woman. On the third day, when it was morning, There were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and the sound of an exceedingly loud trumpet. And all the people who were in the camp trembled. Moses led the people out of the camp to meet God and they stood at the lower part of the mountain. All of Mount Sinai smoked because the Lord descended on it in fire and its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace and the whole mountain quaked greatly. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him by a voice. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain. The Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. The Lord said to Moses, Go down, warn the people, lest they break through to the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. 
Let the priests also who come near to the Lord sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break out on them. Moses said to the Lord, The people can't come up to Mount Sinai, for you warned us, saying, Set bounds around the mountain and sanctify it. The Lord said to him, Go down, you shall bring Aaron up with you. Don't let the priest and the people break through to come up to the Lord, lest he break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them. And that was Exodus chapter 15 to chapter 19. Thank you so much for listening to the Unadorned Word. I do hope that you're enjoying the Bible reading and the devotional. Our key verse today is Exodus fifteen thirteen. In your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. Moses and the Israelites sang this song. God has redeemed the Israelites from slavery. They have been in Egypt for 400 years. They have seen God deliver them through many miracles. They have seen Egypt hit by plague after plague. They have camped around the lamb brought into their household on that terrible night when the angel of death visited Egypt. And finally they have seen the might of the Egyptian army completely destroyed. God's promise in 1513 is that in his unfailing love he will lead the people he has redeemed. In his strength they will be guided to his holy dwelling. He promises that he will bring them in and plant them in the inheritance he has for them. They've left Egypt. They can never go back. Egypt as they knew it is destroyed. It will never be the same again. The truth of this is, there is no way of entering the land of milk and honey without redemption, without release from slavery. And release from slavery is never going to be easy. We often make a mistake. We are in a difficult place. We have no freedom. We look at life on the other side of where we are and it all looks easy. We even have a saying for it. The grass is greener on the other side. But the reality of life is that if we want to live in freedom, we have to be disciplined. We have to take risks. We have to step out into the unknown. We have to leave Egypt. Go through the desert. Trust God that he will provide food and water. And we have to keep traveling through. It was hard for the Israelites. They had no real history with God. They knew of him, but did not know him. They had been slaves for a long time. Forgotten the wealth of Abraham. The memory of Joseph was distant, shrouded in the mists of time. They grumbled and complained. They didn't have what we have today. They didn't have the word of God. They grumbled and wanted to go back to Egypt. An Egypt that was no longer there. We know that God provided water when they had no water, meat when they had no meat, bread when they had no bread. These things are there for us to read, and we can know absolutely that God will provide for us, because he provided for them. We can know, and I know this not just from scripture, but I know this from my own experience, that God always provides. Yes, you feel the desert. You feel the lack. 
but God will provide what you need, and it is the only way to the promised land, the land of milk and honey, the land of risk and responsibility. I love the book of Exodus. It's a book of redemption. We can understand so much of God's heart for his people, his desire for relationship with us, his desire for us to love and protect others. Later we'll be looking at the law and seeing how much of it is about caring for others and making our families and communities a safe place for everyone. Yes, our lives are very different to the Israelites' life. And we have a knowledge of God that they didn't have. So my call to you today is to take that knowledge of God, to learn it, to let, to meditate on it, and to let it fill your heart and your mind that you might live the milk and honey life, that you will get through the desert safely, and that you will enter the promised land. And in Jesus' name I ask for this. Amen. Thank you for listening. I do hope you'll join us again tomorrow. And tomorrow we are up to Exodus 20, Exodus 20 to 23. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a rating. Thank you. Have a great and wonderful day. Be blessed, prosper, and be a person of risk and responsibility.